0: Good morning, good morning. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. It's the word of God, Proverbs ten twelve. Today's the 10th, so I'm going to read the 10th of Proverbs. It the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. Treasures gained by wickedness do not profit, but righteousness delivers, delivers from death. The Lord does not let the righteous go hungry, but he thwarts the cravings of the wicked. A slack hand causes poverty, but he, a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a prudent son. But he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. Good morning, brother. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The memory of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will will rot. The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. That's powerful right there. The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. Whoever winks the eye causes trouble, and a babbling fool will come to ruin. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. But the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. On the lips of him who has understanding, wisdom is found. But a rod is for the back of him who lacks sense. The wise lay up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool brings ruin nearer. A rich man's wealth is his strong city. The poverty of the poor is their ruin. The wage of the righteous leads to life. The gain of the wicked to sin. The wage of the righteous leads to life. The gain of the wicked to sin. Whoever heeds instruction whoever heeds instruction in, is on the path to life. But he who rejects reproof leads others astray. The one who conceals hatred has lying lips, and whoever utters slander is a fool. When words are many, transgression transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, the heart of the wicked is of little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of sense. The blessings of the Lord make rich, and he who adds no sorrow with it. And doing wrong is like a, a joke to a fool, but wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. What the wicked dreads will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted when he... When the, when the tempest passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous is established forever. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to those who send him. The fear of the Lord belong, prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. The hope of the righteous brings joy. But the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the blameless, but destruction to evildoers. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked. What is perverse? This is the word of the Lord, Proverbs 10. Good morning. God bless you guys. Today's reading is going to be on um, loving others. Loving others, okay? What does that look like? What does it mean? Let's check it out. Alright, it says this. Excuse me. It says, Before you can even think about loving others you must have a relationship with god first okay when jesus was asking what was the greatest commandment he quoted the great shema which says you shall love the lord god with all your heart with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength deuteronomy 6 5. then he quoted this statement Then he quoted. Then he quoted. Where am I at? Then he quoted this statement from Leviticus nineteen eighteen, "You shall love your neighbor as yourself." On those two commandments hang the law and the prophets. Matthew twenty two forty. This sums it all up. Our whole life exists in two planes. The vertical and the horizontal the vertical is man's relationship with God and the horizontal is man's relationship with his fellow men but they but they are on the fixed axis so that if your relationship with God is out of Kettler then your relationship with fellow man will be will be out of Kettler too once your relationship with God is corrected your love for others is possible Thus, I reject the teachings that you have to learn to love yourself before you can learn to love your neighbor. We already love ourselves; our focus needs to be on others. Paul said, "In loving, in lowliness, I, in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself." Philippians 2:3. In teaching the disciples, Jesus instructed that we shouldn't judge one another Matthew 7 1 but rather whatever you want men to do to to you do also to them for this for this is to be known as the golden rule Buddha and others have stated it in different ways but Jesus was the first to state it positively but simply put simply this is the authentic authentic of Jesus this is what the law was all about. Jesus, treat people in the way that you would want to be treated. All right? And that's true. You want to treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, the first scripture we're going to jump in is Leviticus 19.18. Uh, and it says this. You shall... 19.18... 19, 8, 19, 19.18... It says you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of, of your people. Sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So don't take do grudges against people. There's another Bible verse. I think it's actually gonna be in here. It's uh, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of the air. See, we're, our battle is not against each other. Um, uh, our pride makes us fight against each other. The devil makes us fight against each other. Because if we get our focus on each other and ourselves, we get our focus off God and what God has called us to do. And that's to love people and encourage people in the Lord. And encourage people that if they don't know and have a relationship with Jesus Christ, they're going to hell. And that's, that's the reality. That's what the Bible says. So we need to get our focus on the Lord and build a relationship with Him. Deuteronomy 6.5 it's a famous one. You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your might, ESV says. All right. So love God with everything. What does that mean? Love God with all your heart. That means everything your heart's desire should be the, the desire of God. So if your heart desire is to have a house and and, you know, have a family, then, I mean, it's good to have those things, but. Your main heart's desire should be, like, growing closer to the Lord. It should be um, being in, in, in communion with God, knowing that God's desire is to love people and to live a holy life. And your heart's desire should be to know the knowledge of God's word. You know, if you have that desire, God blesses you with that house. He blesses you with those things. I'm not a big fan of NLT. NLT. Um, uh, I just I don't know. I think it paraphrases too much. If you want something simple and in, in scripture, I suggest CSB. I try to stay away from NLT as much as possible. I mean, it's cool if it helps you understand. It's fine, but I always recommend people go into CSB, Christian Standard Bible. But yeah. Um. My health may fail, but my spirit may grow weak. But God remains. Let me see that. I think I, feel like I just read that this morning. Proverbs. What is it? Well, CSB is Christian Standard Bible. It's the most word for word literal translation to um like King James and uh, ESV. So I totally recommend it. NLT is kind of like, I did a whole study on it. I'm not a fan of it. But just giving you a heads up. CSP stands for Christian Standard Bible. Oh, yeah. It's not different types of Bible, it's just different translations. To comprehend easier. It's the same wordage. But sometimes some authors. Some people that rewrite them. or publishers. They get a little whacked out. You know. So I don't know. It's whatever you can comprehend the best. It's all that matters. There's not different types of Bible. They're all one Bible. You know. But like see. Look at. See what NLT says. It says my health may fail. And my spirit may grow weak. But God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Look what ESV says. This is the translation I usually read. Same, same context. It's Psalms 73, 26. It says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. See, I like, I don't know. I just like the way that sounds better, you know. My flesh and my heart may fail. It says, my health may fail and my spirit may grow weak. It's just, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's like it, it leaves it up for opinion. It leaves it up for options of what? What is, I don't know. It's just maybe me, I guess. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I just like the way it sounds better, I guess. Plus where the NLT comes from, I'm not a fan. So that's just me, man. But like CSB, look at CSB says. CSB says "Um, uh, 23, 26. See, even CSB is right on it. says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. See, it even sounds better as NLT. NLT drags it on. It drags it on too much. adds too much. It needs to get right to the point, you know? Anyways, we're going to talk about translations. But whatever, the, what I've been told, the best Bible to read is the Bible you're going to read. The best translation, I'm sorry. The best translation you're going to read is the one you read. So let's get back on it. Um, It's a good Bible verse, though. All right. Matthew 7, 12 reads, Therefore, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them for this is the law and the prophets so doing unto others as you want done unto yourself right this is the law and the prophets this is what god is commanding us to do how to love others do unto others as you want done unto yourself god commands us to do that so when we don't do that when we don't love people as much as we love ourselves we're disobeying god's um commands and decrees So we need to remember that. Um, I make a change. I want to get into the Puritan prayer today. I've been missing Puritan prayer, so I'm gonna try to go kind of quick. Baby D's in the house. You guys know about Baby D. No one knows about Baby D. There she is. Twenty two. Matthew twenty two thirty seven okay, oops. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Today Danielle, we're we're talking about um, loving others. Um. So Deuteronomy six five again, Danielle. If you you're on the U version, which I know you are, you can go on there and see all the highlighted scriptures we've read this morning. Give you an idea. Uh, so we're going to jump into Matthew 22:37 37 through 40. And it reads, he said to him, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. All the law and command, all the law and the prophets Depend on these two commandments. So, doing that, you fulfill the whole ten. In doing that, you fulfill what God has called you to fulfill: is love God and love neighbor. Who's neighbor? Everyone else other than you. Right? Wow, oh, it's forty-three degrees right now. It's crazy. Sorry. Okay, let's make a change. How do you make a change in loving others, man? Because we all have issues. I love people sometimes. Sometimes a lot of times people could be mean and evil, man. And it's like, Lord, how am I supposed to love this person? See how they are. You know, so let's see. John 13. John 13, 34 and 35. Make a change in loving others. It says this. I give you a new commandment. Love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. But this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. So see that just by loving other people, people know that you are a disciple of Christ. Because that's like the hardest thing to do, you know, is to love people when they're mean to you, to love people all the time. It's hard, man, because you gotta remember, like, first off, we love ourselves way more. Not just that, but like people are jerks. So how is this to love them? But it comes back to being an example as a Christian to glorify God and loving people. No matter if they're mean to you or harsh to you. Love them, man. Because you know what? No one else is loving them. Not the way Christ loves. Maybe they're loving them sexually or physically with words. But in reality, true love is unconditional. True love is laying down one's life for a a brother. Or laying down one's life for a neighbor. That's true love. And that's something we're being sanctified to do daily, man. All right, Romans 12. Make a change. Romans 12. If I can find it. Romans 12, 9 through 10. Excuse me. Romans 12, 9 through 10 says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. So, don't be a hypocrite. Love without hypocrisy. Love them, but then don't turn around and say, I don't really love you. Because the way you're acting, you know what I mean? Let your actions be as as your words are. Okay? Detest evil. So, if people are doing evil, you, you, you fight against evil. Right? You say, that's wrong. You're not supposed to do that. And you cling to what is good, right? In a situation and love one another deeply as a brother and sister. You love someone as your brother, as your sister. We're talking about your neighbor, right? Where you're supposed to love them as a brother. And you're supposed to outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo them by saying, oh, you did that. I did this for you because I love you, man. You know, like that's true love. Again, hard to do. But keep it in prayer and God will reveal it and show you how to do it. Uh Romans 13, 8 through 10. Says, do not do not owe anyone anything except to love one another. For the love who loves for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments: do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not coven and any other commandments are sum up summed up by this commandment love your neighbor as yourself love does does no wrong to a neighbor love therefore is the fulfillment of the law powerful stuff dude love does no wrong to a neighbor love therefore is the fulfillment of the law so love is the key loving your neighbor That's how you fulfill the law is love. It's the key of everything, man. Biblical examples. We're going to jump into a biblical example of loving others. Mark. Okay. Mark 12. 29 through 34. Mark 12. 29 through 34. Again. Again, these are all going to be highlighted. In the U version which I am doing now so you can read them mark 12 29 34 reads and Jesus answered the most important is listen O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one love the Lord God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength the second is love your neighbor as yourself there is no other command greater than these there is no other command greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, "You are right, teacher. You have correctly said that he is he is one, and there is no one else except him. And to love him with all our heart, and with all, and with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, is far more important than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices." So saying that, just loving God and loving neighbor is more important than doing a works. Of sacrifice you see that it's doing a works of sacrifice or an offering it says when Jesus saw that he answered wisely he said to him you are not far from the kingdom of God and no one dared to question him any longer so they understood it they understood that God says you need to love the Lord God with everything you have and love your neighbor as yourself that's the key That's the key is those two things, you know, loving others and loving God. <clears throat> All right, Luke 10, 25 through 30 reads the Samaritan. The parable of the Good Samaritan says, Then an expert in the law stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He asked him. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. You answered correctly, he told him, Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is, who is my neighbor? Jesus told, Jesus took up the question and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of a robber. They stripped him, beat him, and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan on this journey came up to him, and when he saw the man, he had compassion. He went over to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two two denarii, gave, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spent. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber? And they answered, The one who showed mercy to him, he said, Then Jesus told them, Go and do the same. So having mercy on someone, not just walking by someone in pain and suffering, having mercy on someone and being that, that person there to love them and encourage them. It's a good example. That's Luke 10, 25-30. Um, it's a really good Bible verse. So being that light, being that example in people's lives is the key in our walk, right? Because um, no one else is going to do it, you know? All right, so the question and answer for this morning is going to be this. It says, why the words in heaven? Why the words in heaven? These words teach us not to think of God's heavenly majesty as something earthly and to expect everything for body and soul from God's almighty power. Why the words in heaven? So it says God's heavenly majesty as something earthly and to expect everything from For body and soul from God's almighty power. Amen. All right. Puritan prayer, guys. We haven't done it in a while. They're very important, I think. Even John MacArthur himself said he's a big fan of it. All right. I'm going to read this one. It says, yet I sin. Yet I sin. Okay. Puritan prayer. It says, Eternal Father, thou art good beyond all thought. But I am vile, wretched, miserable, blind. Excuse me. My lips are ready to confess, but my heart is slow to feel. And my ways reluctant reluctant to amend. I bring my soul to thee, break it, wound it, bend it, mold, mold it. I unmask to me sin's deformity, that I may hate it. Ab- abhere it! Flee from it! My fact- factilities, factilities, have been a weapon of revolt against thee. As a rebel, I have misused my strength, and served, and served the foul av- adversary of thy kingdom. Give me grace to be- bewail my insanity, insanity, f- folly. Grant me to know that the way of transgression is hard, that evil paths are wretched paths. That to depart from Thee is to lose all good. I have seen the purity and the beauty of Thy perfect law, the happiness of those, of, of those in whose heart is rain, whose heart it reigns, and claim dignity of the walk to which it calls. Yet I daily violate and contemn its precepts. Thy loving spirit strives within me, brings me scripture warnings, speaks. And starling providence. Allures my scent whispers. by scent secret whispers. Yet I choose devices. And desires to my own hurt. Resent grief. And provoke him to abandon me. All these sins I mourn. Lament. And for them cry pardon. Work in me more profound. And abiding repentance. Give me the fullness of of a godly grief that trembles and fears yet ever trust and loves which is ever powerful and ever confident grant that through the f- tears of repentance i may see more clearly the brightness and glories of the saving glories of the saving cross yet i sin puritan prayer saving cross That's pretty good all right, oh, let me see. Let me save that. All right, I'm going to pray you guys out. Heavenly Father, come before you, Lord. I ask that you forgive us of our sins and transgressions, Father. Anything that would hinder our walk in uh, serving you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for another day to be able to live and breathe in this world that has fallen, Lord. Help us to be the light and salt to encourage people who you are and how you created them, Father. I thank you for the... the my salvation, I thank you for giving your Son Jesus Christ to die on a cross for our sins that we do not deserve at all. Lord, help us to be a good example in that. Help us to share the gospel, to share the law, and why we fall short daily, Father. Um, this is my version. Okay, um, I pray the Lord God, you just minister to everyone in this room, Lord, that your word went forth about loving neighbor, um, loving people, and what it really means, how important it is for our witness in our Christian faith walk is to love people around us. A lot of times, Father, it's hard to do, but show us how to do it because you loved us when we were at our weakest, when we were at our most wretched time of sin. You loved us and died for us. Help us to remember that. And when it comes to loving people, that don't know what love is and they have no clue of what real love is, but we can show that to them in our actions and our witnesses and our caring for them. And I pray that you would just do a work in our life in that situation today, just today, Lord. Because we're only promised today, Father. I thank you for your word again, Lord God. I pray thank you for everyone who came into this podcast. I pray that your word went forth and I got out of the way, Lord Jesus. I pray you minister to them and you and you bless them in a mighty way. And that's this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Send me a picture of that. All right, well. Honestly, I recommend you buying the book. It's on Amazon. It's um, Valley of Visions by, um, um, I think his name is Bennett. I forget the first name. Arthur Bennett. I'll, I'll show you to it later. It's a, it's a must-have. Because what happens is when you pray a lot, you become real repetitive. And these guys, man, they really get into prayer, man. They know how to pray. You know, It's powerful. If you notice, every time I read it, it kind of hits you. You know what I mean? It hits your soul. When you read it, because it's it's from the heart, and these guys are talking about reality of who they are and who Jesus is. Yeah, they're deep, man. I love them. I recommend every Christian to have one. Valley of Visions by Arthur Bennett. Um, it's good stuff. All right, guys. God bless you guys. Okay, I'll talk to you guys soon. And remember, all glory to God. All right.